Because of the following special program, Wonder Woman and the Incredible Hulk will not be presented this evening. It's time to get all your Star Wars news in a single file. This is Making Tracks. Here are your hosts, Mark Nubo and Dave Tree. That's not true. That's impossible. Joined by Ross Sunbridge. How you doing? I'm well, thanks. How are you doing? I'm very good. Not as hot as yesterday, but... Oh, thankfully, no. Yeah. no it's, yesterday was ridiculous. <laughs> so, we'll take the opportunity, whilst you're here with us, to have a brief chat. And we have spoke before yes. about certain, certain things you've done. Yeah. Give, give the people here a bit of a rundown on your, your Star Wars-focused experiences. Well, I was very, very lucky to be the body of Supreme Leader Snoke in The Last Jedi... Uh, alongside Andy Serkis, who did the motion capture and the voice of uh, Snoke. So, but I'm the physical body that you see on the throne in the gold robes um, that you see on screen. And every time uh, he stood up and walked down to Carlo Ren to berate him or to set him off, uh, that's my physical frame on the screen. And then when, when, when Snoke... Uh, pulls his ray across the room and uh, even when he gets cut in half that's uh, yeah they've uh, luckily I'm okay now uh, <laughs> but um, that was very very cool to do um, and uh, I actually I actually changed the body shape of the character because um, Ryan Johnson uh, wanted him to be uh, quite aloof and uh, quite creepy uh, so they chose me, uh, <laughs> which is, I think, a compliment. Um, but I've got a, things. I've got, I've got a slight coach of the spine because of being so tall, um, and they actually added that onto the, the 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 character. So he wasn't supposed to have a curvature, and then you know he does. So all the merchandise, all the figures, and all the uh, posts and pictures of Snoke have all got a slight curvature, and that's and that's mine. So uh, well. Well done for curvy people. Um, and then a year later, I'm running around the spice mines of Kessel as a Wookiee. Uh, those lovely, hairy uh, aliens. And it was almost as hot as it was yesterday doing that. You know, so, yeah. So how did that role, the initial role, the Snoke role, how did that one come to you? Well, um, I initially, uh, well, my, I've got a, well, my agent said that there was a, uh, well, when they were uh, doing roles, uh, I'm sorry, when they were doing uh, auditions for Chewbacca for Force Awakens before Jonas was chosen, they had like a, they said, if you're over seven foot, um, you know, make yourself known and we'll be in touch. So I did, and um, the agent said, come down for an audition at Pinewood for, uh, for Chewie. Um, so I did, I uh, met Jonas. Um, who I th- was the better person for it. Um, but I was uh, penciled in for the stunt double for uh, Captain Phasma. Because Gwendolyn being 6'4", uh, 6'5", um, they just wanted someone that could be sort of like a standing st- a stunt double uh, if, if needed be. 
Um, wasn't chosen for that, but they, they kept my name. They, they kept my name on file, uh, and then they said, "Well, oh, oh, look, you know, we need someone tall and slim for this particular character of Snoke." And then they said that uh, come down for uh, a fitting uh, for a thing called Space Bear, which was the the sort of like the secret name for the Last Jedi beforehand. So I did. Went in there, got measured up, uh, put these uh, the prototype gold robes on. Went on stage. Ryan Johns walked in and went, "You must be our Snoke." So I said, "I guess I must be." And then I had to find out who Ryan Johnson was. But then, you know, yeah, it was, it was, you know, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I didn't realise it Looper and Brick and uh, things. So, uh, yeah. And then two weeks later, I was on the set. So you've fitted up for this role. They're, they've got something in mind. Yeah. But you, above and beyond being a tall guy, you bring something extra to it. So yeah. how, how quickly did they incorporate that into the design of the character? Well, it was. I think it was on the first day of set, and um, I'm sitting in the sitting in the throne, and uh, one of the ads have gone over to Ryan and said that uh, Do you know Ross has got a, a, a curvature. Does that matter? And Ryan said, "Well, no. I think it'll add to the character, so we'll just give Stokesh curvature, and that was it." They just went around and changed all the designs. They didn't have to change the costume as such, no. but they just changed the, the the design and how he would walk and how he would move about as much and um, yeah so I was sitting there going is this really happening A I'm on Star Wars and yeah. B I'm now kind of like changing the, the face of yeah. that character yeah. you know and then having all the merchandise and things afterwards it is, is yeah. like a I still yeah. have to picture myself and it was three years ago yeah so yeah. yeah so how long were you on set for that particular role uh, for, for Snoke I was on the set for about three weeks yeah. you know and it was uh and what you see on the screen is virtually what was on the set. Yeah. The big, the big, the big red curtains and the big throne and the the, the stage itself. It's uh, probably as big as Olympia. Wow! Really? That, yeah. that big? Yeah. It's huge. It's uh, it's one of the farmers' uh, main stages. When we were talking earlier, some some photographs here, and he was saying how most of it, like you say, was as it was on the screen. But yeah. there was all the areas around the edge where they put the boxes where yeah. in case people fall off. Yeah. Well, yeah, there was a. I don't know if I should say it really say in it. public, but uh, there was a safety guy who every day would do the, do the briefing and say, like, you've got to be careful because on the edges is, there's, no, there's only boxes down there. If you fall down, you go out yourself. And when he said that on the first day of saying it, he literally fell down the hole. Uh, lucky landed in the... Because uh, it's a 20-foot drop. So if there wasn't any boxes there, he'd hurt himself or hurt himself a lot. I would have face planted it, and it would, it would have been funny at first. But well, yeah, at yeah, first, yeah, you know. But we thought he did it on purpose, but it was a genuine thing. He literally stepped backwards, and it fell. He, yeah, I'm just visualising it. Sorry, I can tell <laughs> no, the picture. I, I was, you know, I was, I was like just watching it, going, "He's done that on purpose. He's done that. No, he hasn't done that on purpose, has he?" And then, like, so everyone's going, "Oh, oh shit!" <laughs> so what, you filmed his scenes, and did you go through the process like a lot of the actors in the films do when they do the 3D photographs for? For toys and all yes. that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. They, Was that they, done on set? That's not on the same set. No, it's done. It's done on a in a warehouse uh, nearby. But it's uh, yeah. What was that experience like? Because obviously, at the back end of that, you come out as a Hasbro figure, yeah, well, we, and we we don't we we only presume that might happen. We don't we don't get told that until it actually happens. Yeah. Uh, I can only think of it as like how they film the Matrix in a way with all the cameras around. Yeah. You know, so they just ask you to stand there and have all the. They take like 50 photographs, maybe more than that, 
at the same time, but every single a- angle of your like the bullet get, time thing, yeah. yeah, to get it to get it exactly your proportions right, yeah, you know, and they so there is a uh, the, the deluxe, no, sorry, the elite version of Snoke, uh, Black Series elite version, yeah. which is like I can actually recognise my my body. Obviously, the yeah. Black Series is slightly different, but yeah. the, the elite series you can see it's my framework there. Yeah. And, no, it's, it's cool. It's really, really cool. I was cool going to say, you get a buzz out of that, obviously. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously I share the character with Andy because, you know, I'm, 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 you know I'm, like, I'm the body of him. I'm not, yeah. I'm not only him, you know what yeah. I mean? So, so I, I share the character with Andy. So, and Andy's a really lovely guy, you know. So, yeah. And I've done other things with him since, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's cool. Yeah. So, Last Jedi was a wonderful foot in the door. Yes. In, in Star Wars, obviously. Yes. And then you end up... In one of the most awesome movies ever, Solo well, was Star Wars. So, how did that come about? Well, uh, whilst I was still being Snoke, they said, you know, would you like to audition for a uh, hairy alien in a, in a new film? And I said, I wonder what that could be. Because I've always wanted, if I, I always thought if I got into film, there's only like two big franchises would be Bond or Star Wars. And getting Star Wars the first time around was amazing like, you know as I pinch myself but then to get the potential of this character which I've always wanted to be a, a Wookiee I was like I don't if, I, I wouldn't want to mess this up so I had um, my audition with Paul Casey yeah um, and you know he said you have, you have to try and pretend that you're uh, being like a put upon like a slave um, you, you're like hot and sweaty all day uh, you feel bad about yourself, you know. And I would say, oh, okay, well, I just tapped in when I used to work in retail. And, I was, and, I, and that helped a lot. But no, it, it, was, it was good. And, but there was I bet a, you never thought that that would be something you could pull up on all those years later. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I mean, you know, same as one day, then solo another. You know, Kessel the next. Kessel, you know, it was, yeah. But... So you say about the heat, and we talked about the heat earlier in the, in the start, and now it's legit warm and such. But when you're filming on a hot set in a Wookiee costume, that, and I know they try and make it as, as easy on you guys as they can, but that must be hard work. Um, originally, I was up to play the character of Sugwa. Uh, so my, my Wookiee outfit was made slightly different from the others. So my hair was made out of like, the yak hair. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it was trying to get you cool that way. And then when... Ron Howard came in, the Wookiees got changed around a bit, but there wasn't enough time to uh, make a new, no. new suit for, for, for Attila, who plays Sugwa. So they just mixed it in with some synthetic. Um, so I was the coolest out of the four of us. So especially when we did the mine sequences, uh, and we were like, it was like literally wearing a... St- for me still, it felt like I was wearing a jumper in a steam room in a sauna. That's how hot it was. So... I had a bit of sweat, but the other guys you could you could literally rinse out their uh, yeah. their blacks underneath, and it would be like a, a waterfall. It was really, really, really hot. But it's Star Wars. Yeah, you do anything for Star Wars. Yeah, you know. So, so what's the, the suit? I know it's probably going in the weeds a little bit, but the suit is how is it made? Is it like it's almost like a woolen bodysuit with the with the yak hair sort of stitched into it? Every single hair was uh, sewn in individually. Um, and uh, I just I don't know how many hours it took to make these things but but the actual suits were all um, made to measure yeah so nobody another actor could actually portray our characters so we all got say scanned and then uh, did a, a plaster cast of our body 
uh, either heads or everything had to match up with our faces. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when when our, when our own jaws went down, it would make the jaws of the Wookiee uh, move yeah. down to raw. Yeah. And um, so it had to match up perfectly that way. Um, yes, it was. Yes, it was very very hot, and we had to have like drinks every. 10 minutes and air blown into us and that sort of stuff but it was just but we was working with we were working with Andy Sir, um, with uh, Anthony Daniels yeah yeah and Anthony Daniels was C-3PO in the, in, the, in, the, in the Sahara so we had no we had no worries that's a very good point that's a very good <laughs> point what's the, we can't complain <laughs> <laughs> so when good. obviously everybody knows about the directorial change and I say we spoke before and you said when Ron Howard came in it was it was a special moment because he's, a, he's an Oscar winning director and top tier guy what, what was the change like I'm not asking any questions that I shouldn't be asking but was there a tonal change on the set did it feel like a different production almost yes yes it was uh, we noticed that there was a um, the production got a bit more sort of like I guess together I suppose yeah. um, they had their own ideas of how the film was going to be when he came in when Ron came in uh, it got changed, and that's as much as really like as I could say. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but, but in the sense of because he's 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 directed actors to Oscars, so he knows how to get performances out of Alden and, and well, Donald and all those guys. You know, is there a change in that respect? Yes, because we we never really got. I mean, we we got to see uh, the original directors a few times, but Ron was more hands on. But anyway. Uh, he'd come over and say, you know, what, 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 can, what do you do, guys? You know, sort of thing. You know, uh, we want you to fight, keep fighting, keep, keep throwing these punches out, and you know, do, be more, you know, fearsome and, and so stuff. We go, this is great. We've been directed by Ron Howard. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah, you know, literally happy days. And um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was cool. Yeah. Uh, I keep saying that because it was, it was brilliant. And but um, yeah, it's yeah. something that even though it was. Filmed two years ago, almost now, it was feels like it was yesterday. Yeah, it still feels really weird, like something I'd never forget. I'm Anthony Daniels, and you are listening to Fanther Tracks. Well done. You did a fair, significant amount of time as Snoke on Last Jedi. How long were you on Solo for? In, to- in, in total, nearly fourteen months. Wow, from start to finish. Yeah, I mean, from from being uh, auditioning and then the the scanning and then everything else, pre-production up yeah. to. You know, there was a that, that, that little gap in between when they changed yeah. Yeah, yeah. directorship. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's all right. And will you please? I mean, when you look back at it now. As, I mean, you you talk about it as as an experience. When you look at it as a fan now, are you pleased yeah. with how Solo came out? Because there, there's three versions of the film. Yeah, there, there's the, the theatre version, there's the DVD version, and then there's the, the Blu-ray version, and. You get to see more Wookiee action on the Blu-ray, actually. It always sounds wrong when I say Wookiee action. <laughs> but you can get to see a heck of a lot more Wookiee stuff on, on the Blu-ray. So watching that version, yeah, I think it's a... I mean, I know I'm biased, but it's a great film. Yeah. It's, I can tell my future children, and they can tell their children, that, you know, this is, we know that person. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's great. It's cool. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, so it's... it's, it's yeah. Yeah. So... so You've done two big films. If done the op- other things, I know you have. I know you have. If the opportunity came along again to do more Star Wars, clearly, sorry, what was that? If the opportunity came along again to do more Star Wars, clearly you would be you'd be interested. Oh, I'll be interested. Yeah, yeah. 
what would you like to do? I'm not fishing, but you know, if, some, if you had a cherry pick of what you would like to do, where would you like to take it? I would. I'd like to do. I would like to do a Bond film. I'd yeah. like to be. I'd like to be a villain in a Bond film. Yeah. You know. You know, if they ever did like a, maybe a a, 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 a Moonraker remake, or that would be like maybe like a Jaws. You know, that'd be quite. Yeah, good, yeah, you know? yeah. But no, I. Yeah, or anything like that, really. Yeah, but you yeah, know, it'd be good to do another. Uh, maybe another creature feature as well. Yeah. So, What's next for you? What's next on the slate? Uh, what I can talk about. Um, well, I'm hopefully going to release it soon, but it'd be Artemis Fowl. Yeah. Uh, which comes, I think, May next year, yeah. unless they move it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's moved back a bit. Yeah, yeah it? it was supposed to come out next month, but yeah. they. Yeah. I can't really say too much of no, what, no, no. what my character is, but yeah, that's a film you should definitely look out for. It's, it's a very, very fun to do. And, there's a fair few Star Wars people in that as well. So, yeah. It's generally yeah. a good sign, though. It shows confidence that they're going to spend a bit more money on it and just make it as best as they can, you know, the best it can be, rather. Yeah. yeah uh, it's, it's, if, you, if you like, all I can say, if you like Harry Potter, you'll like... It's in that like, wheelhouse. It's, yeah. Well, it's based on the books. Yeah. And uh, which the book, I think the book's a bit more of a mature audience to Harry Potter. I mean, yeah. I, I mean don't completely quote me on that, but I mean, it's... I, on, I noticed that there was a fair few things that were like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, and from the trailer, it's very, very good as well. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you for coming oh, no, along. Thank you, Mark. Giving us your time. Really appreciate it. A big hand for us. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, guys. You're going to cut this out, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good afternoon, everybody. Uh, just introduce uh, the Fanta Trackers who are on stage today. So, we've got Greg and myself, Paul, and uh, Steve Grad. Okay, Steve, uh, tell us who you are and uh, what you do. Uh, Steve Grad from Beckett Authentication. We're set up here. Love doing these shows. And also Pawn Stars. You guys might have seen me on the TV show or the telly, as they call it here. And a lot of people have come up today, which is great to say they've seen me on TV and watched the show. So very appreciative. And this year, I'm not, well, officially, I can say unofficially, but the show will be filming in the U.K., at some point this year, so really excited about that. Cool, cool. So, um, how did you first get involved in collecting autographs? I take it you were a collector before you were involved in the business, is that correct? Yeah, uh, it's a long story, but I think a lot of people start off from their family. My grandmother collected autographs, and my aunts, and they met Jackie Robinson and presidents, and they got me interested. In the United States, we have baseball card shows. So I started there and then started chasing baseball players and then celebrities and athletes. And, and then Star Wars started about 91 or so, 92. I got Harrison Ford when they filmed The Fugitive in Chicago. Was that Chicago. your first one? Uh, yeah, my first Star Wars was, was That's Ford. not about first Well, one. you know what? I, I take it back. Kermit Eller. So do you know Kermit Eller? Right. Was the Vader who did, he played Vader at like department stores and he toured America. <laughs> So Kermit Eller was one, but really Harrison Ford, they filmed The Fugitive in Chicago. So that got me really going crazy, and it's not stopped since. And now I'm, you know, even here at this show, I've probably, I'll probably spend thousands of dollars on autographs. Obsession. <laughs> yes, tell us about the, the vaults you've got at home. We've, I've seen some of the, the video footage of your collection at home. How many pieces do you have altogether? Uh, the piece count's tough to say. I have two big safes at home, and I keep everything pretty much in, and I, inside there. And I have storage, too, that I put stuff in because I just don't have room for it. It's hard to say how many pieces, but it's probably about 
thirty or 40,000 signed pieces, roughly. It used to be a lot more. I've sold so much of the stuff I didn't want. But the Star Wars stuff is, takes up a lot of it. So, like, at this show, I put the... Uh, I have Stormtrooper pieces, because they have about seven here. So I have 45, 50 pieces with about 40 guys on them that I've been working on for years. Stuff like that, you know. Um, I just saw Katie Purvis, who I've been friends with forever. So I... I I put that type of stuff together, and I still collect multi-signed pieces a lot. So uh, my friends all think I'm sick in the head. Yeah. And from Beckett this weekend, um, what's the, so far, obviously we've still got Sunday to come, what's been the piece that's come across the table so far that's blown you away the most? The cool stuff I've seen is, I saw about 10 Peter Cushings, and seen some really nice Alec Guinness pieces, and two Sebastian Shaw's. Yeah, and then a bunch of Harrison Fords. As always, we get the Star Wars stuff here, so it's always we're seeing that stuff constantly. Um, it's nice to know that people trust us with Star Wars stuff so much, and I think that's because of me and because of my uh, activity in this hobby. And I, you know, I don't know if you guys know this too. I've been coming to shows here since I want to say about two thousand nine or ten, um, but I started making trips to the UK in for Star Wars in two thousand four just to go knock on people's doors. And I've been doing it since 2004, and I've had crazy stories coming here. You know, I, I went to the Isle of Wight, and I've been all over the country to do Star Wars autographs. And, uh, you know, not knowing if I was going to go meet Gil Taylor, who lives on the Isle, took a ferry there, knocked on his door, and he had us in his house for two hours. It was wonderful. So um, I do stuff like that, and I have been for years. I've kind of curtailed it now. Because it just is too much. You know, I just can't keep up with all of it. I'm too busy with work. And the filming schedule is, is tedious at times. It's just very busy for me. Has Star Wars, uh, the autographs for Star Wars, have they proved to be a, a big hit in particular at this show? Yeah, absolutely, always. It seems like we take a lot of Star Wars in. But people bring the show signers. So Jason Momoa, Charlie Sheen, Martin Sheen, Zachary Quinto. We see a lot of that stuff, too. And I really appreciate everybody coming here, you know, and submitting that stuff. And I think authentication is important. I'll say this much. People say, why do you want to authenticate something? I got it myself. I mean, you don't know if you're going to keep it forever. You don't know if you're going to have it in five years or 10 years. You might say you are, but we have hardships in life. Someone gets sick. We need to sell it. We, we have to pay for someone's college education or whatever. This stuff gets sold. Have a third party authentication on it, and at least you'll get more money for it when that time comes, especially if you're investing in something like uh, Jason Momoa. It's not a cheap autograph. Put the sticker on it. It's authenticated. You will sell it for more money if you need to. And I think that's important. And I know I'm a collector too, but if I was here doing it, I would get my stuff certified. No doubt about it. The price is reasonable, and we do a quick turnaround time here too. So, so what does the process involve? So, so a sticker goes on it, and then does it go onto a register? or? Yeah, so yeah. We, you, know, you bring it to the booth, small fee involved. We sticker it, goes into our database. Literally, the second you pick it up, it's live. So you could go look it up online. The number will show up. It's a corresponding sticker, cert card. You go look it up. It says Jason Momoa certified. And people love seeing that online. It makes a big difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. So in your collection, in your personal collection, yes. what is the most valuable oh. autograph you've got oh. in terms of money? But also, what is the most valuable one to you from a personal point of view. Well, the, my first autograph is a piece of... Um, God, I was a little kid and, uh, at the ballpark in Chicago, and I got a, a, a White Sox pitcher. Um, my mom had a, 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 went to the dry cleaner and got the receipt, and she had it in her purse. 
And so I got that signed. And probably the most valuable is my Star Wars insert poster that has uh, Peter Cushing on it twice, Guinness, Ford, Jack Purvis, Lucas, the whole... It has about 75 people on it. But it, it has the really great names that everybody wants. And I've been offered... I turned down 50000 for it. So, I, you know, I like that piece a lot. It's nice. You certainly do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and it was on Pawn Stars, same piece. So yeah. it's a great piece, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's nice to hear that, that it means that much to you and that you would never sell it, regardless of price. Yeah, I, I, someday maybe, but I'll, I'll tell you the truth, it means that much to me. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to explain. I mean, I've had it all over. It's been here so many times. It's been all over the United States. I mean, I've traveled everywhere with that poster, um, and I, all the key personnel that I could get on it are on it. And especially because if you collect Star Wars, you want Cushing, you want Guinness. You know, you want those signatures. They're on that poster. So. Oh, so you do the main authentication service. Fairly recently, at the beginning of this year, you introduced the new pre-check service. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, how that yeah. Works and to- so you could pay a small fee. If you were at the show today and you went to a stall, took a picture... You could use our app, bam, done. Upload it, and, I, and right now, I probably have a request on here. I could just give you guys an idea. Let's see if I could show it. I can't show it here, but I could just pull this up, and I could look at the requests we have here. So it's we take advantage of the technology, and it, there's stuff in here right now. Five Finger Death Punch, uh, Ringo Starr, a lot of Paul McCartney stuff. It seems like very junkyard dog. So it could be anything. It doesn't matter what it is. We'll be able to take a look at it unlikely genuine likely genuine or sometimes we just we call it a punt we just punt it away and just you get your money back and i think it works out we try to help collectors out we don't want people getting ripped off you know but you could do it anywhere you're at if you're at home and you bought something 10 years ago but you want to know if it's real you could use that service it's i think it's ten dollars yeah Yeah, it's ten dollars so i i don't even know (laughs) i probably should know right yeah it's good (laughs) so but it's great to use Hey, man, it's me, Kevin Smith, Star Wars fan, Fanthatrax fan. Great service. I've used it myself in the past. Uh, I had a Yoda piece that wasn't sure about, and I sent it to the pre-check service. Did it service. help? It did. Okay, um, good. I will definitely, obviously, get it <laughs> awesome. fully authenticated. Thank you very much. Yeah. Appreciate that. As well as, obviously, Beckett Authentication. I know you're a very passionate member of the community online. Absolutely. Um, can you tell us a bit about Star Wars Autograph Universe and your your involvement? And Sure. Uh, uh, Andy Luck, my friend, uh, started Star Wars Autograph Universe. He made me one of the co-founders. He, he's a, an idea guy. Yeah. He goes to me one day. He's like, we're going to create this thing for Star Wars Autograph. I said, all right, I want to be part of it. And, you know, with my recognition in the industry, and especially with Star Wars collectors, I said, I want to be part of it. And I think we've brought together some of the best people in our community, collectors, just to enjoy it, have a good time with it. And, and the, the biggest part, I hate seeing people ripped off. Yeah. And I see it, oh my God, I've seen it through the years so many times. It's disgusting. People buying bad autographs. We just want to help people out. want to make sure people get good stuff. I don't want to see anybody with bad autographs because it, it hurts me. I mean, we, we have a submission at our booth right now. Paul McCartney's and George Harrison. It's all, it's all bad stuff. I, it hurts me to think that this guy paid all this money for it. You know, And I see it with Star Wars stuff all the time, too. We want to educate people. You know... You should know that you can't get Peter Cushing on a Grand Moff Tarkin figure because they weren't around, you know? I mean, people should know stuff like that or know how tough Alec Guinness is on a figure. You could go find that out. You could ask our people. You could ask us on there. You're talking about the most knowledgeable people really in the whole community are right there. Plus the signings, 
you know, Daisy Ridley and Driver and Harrison Ford and the various ones. Marshall Lucas Marshall is coming Lucas up too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's I want to say the end of August. Yeah, yeah. An incredible lineup of guests, uh, signers you've got coming up. Yeah, there. we will. We, we're uh, Andy's going to be on a trip starting next week, so um, we want to bring as many signers as we can to people. Try to keep the prices reasonable and try to offer some great names too. So, so in terms of other shows you've got coming up for Beckett. To- other ones around UK and US? Uh, UK, uh, Destination Star Trek in Birmingham, which is in October. Yep. And then back here in November, I think it's the 22nd, 23rd range for London Film and Comic Con winter. And then London Film and Comic Con spring, which is in March. And then Birmingham again in June. So we try to do the shows kind of in Birmingham and here. And I, I mean, I love coming here. So yeah. I get a little tired, jet lag, but you know. <laughs> And you've got uh, Empire Con, I believe, as well. Yeah, and special that's, guests. That yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Are you going to you going to come out for it? I wish. Ah, can I no. go to Empire Con, Holly? Yeah. <laughs> we Check need the wife. The wife says no. <laughs> oh, bad question. Yeah, don't ask that one again. Right? Yeah, it's not a good question. That that should be a lot of fun, and obviously put on by uh, Showmasters involved in that. They're putting that on. I think it's going to be a great show. A lot of rare Star Wars names will be coming to the United States. For the first. So collectors time. there are going to be able to see guys that never come there. It's going to be great. I think, um, Greg, you've got something down there, haven't you? I do indeed. We did this in um, Chicago. We'll surprise you with a piece on stage. Uh, you happy to have a look at... Oh, no. <laughs> it's not Peter Cushing on a, on a Tarkin figure, unfortunately. Um, oh, yeah. These are, I know this piece. Yeah. Yeah, these are nice pieces. Yeah, these are good pieces. Yeah, so this was done. I saw. I, I mean, I did see the pictures of him signing them. So this is done for charity. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's a really nice piece. His autograph is really, you know, it's not much. And I, I got him in person uh, when he did when he promoted that movie in Los Angeles, and we did the premiere. I was actually surprised. The cast is r- really nice about signing. Well, except Felicity, she's a little off. But oh wow! Okay. All right, so good. All right, good, good. And then, good, of good, course, good. we've got quite oh, scrubbing links with yeah. Jeremy as well. And as you know, this is a, actually a gorgeous signature. Of him, yeah. Uh, if you guys have seen, re- you know, just stuff from the last month or so, yeah. His autograph is shrunk down. It's very small. Unfortunately, he's just in very. He's in very bad health right now. That's right. Um, I was going to go see him actually Monday, but he's out of town. I was just going to pop in and pay a visit, but uh, they emailed me back and said he's gone. So, just a great man. Today and if you guys get a chance, I know I saw his name on here, Alan Harris. Please, please go say hi to Alan. Alan uh, is a, a lovely bloke. I oh, met him a just, few times. He's so. I will nice. tell you, yeah. he's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet in your life. Um, just if you get a chance, just because of his deteriorating health, um, go say hi to him. Say thank you for just and, and, and hear his stories about Superman, which are just fantastic. <laughs> and the fact that in one scene, one photo he's got, he plays three parts in one photo, which he will tell you about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Alan Harris is actually on the stage after us uh, doing an interview. So what's next in terms of uh, Beckett? And Obviously, you've got the shows coming up. Is there any other new things you're introducing to the service in terms of obviously, like the pre-check sort of thing? Like well, I, I mean, I think the most important thing, truthfully, is doing stuff like this and just education. And if you want to come by the booth and ask me any questions you want about what we do, how we do it, you want to see the certs, I just want to educate people and show people uh, what we do. Uh, do you guys know Paul Dunn over here? Paul is our UK rep. Paul's one of my best friends. He works for us here. And you could go ask Paul any questions about it. And we, you know, you know, as you do mention that, 
if you're here in the UK, you can't come to a show, you want to submit right here, come see Paul. Come talk to Paul. Paul could take the submissions and take care of it. We're trying to offer people an easier way to submit too. So, so what would you recommend for um, particularly youngsters starting out? Certainly my, my young son collects Star Wars autographs and they're all signed to him because he doesn't intend to sell them. So they're to, to Matthew, right? So you can start off relatively inexpensively by choosing some of the, shall we say, minor characters from the films or even the animated series. And then you can build up to the, to the bigger characters when you find your feet, I suppose. Is that, is that how a lot of people tend to do it? Yeah, I always tell people, start off slow, build up a collection, but do it the right way. Have a good focus. Um, when I collected autographs when I was younger, I didn't have a focus. Having a focus makes it fun. Yeah. You know, when you could focus on Star Wars, Indiana Jones, uh, we'll say it's Marvel Universe. Have a good focus. Don't say you're going to collect everything because you start wasting your money. Mm. Focus in on that. Say, I really want to do Star Wars. Start off small, get the actors you like, and then start. You could build collections around the movies. That's the great thing. Or you could say, I want to do behind the scenes. I want to get the guys from ILM. I want to get the guys that film the stuff uh, here in Europe. You could do that. It's not hard to do, but do it small. Take baby steps. Obviously, Star Wars Autograph Universe is a great resource. Come visit there. Ask questions. Come see guys like me. I'm here literally uh, six times a year for shows. I'm, I'm glad to answer that and answer questions, but just. Don't think you're going to jump in and know everything. You know, that's, that's the thing, too. Don't think you know Alec Guinness's signature if you don't. If you're just starting, you don't. Or Peter Cushing. I see people get burned all the time. Yeah. And there's nothing nicer, really, than meeting the person and, and having them sign it in front of you. Yeah, yeah. You definitely know that that's <laughs> where it's come from. Yeah, there's plenty of, of original people that have from, from the movies here. The Stormtroopers, Pam Rose was here. Katie Purvis was an Ewok. Yeah. I mean, go say hi to them. Get yeah. something signed. Start off small. You don't have to get it dedicated, but start that way. Build your collection that way. And it, you know what the most important thing is? Don't think you're going to be me collecting because you're not. I'm sick. <laughs> okay? You don't want to be me anyway. The, and my friend Alexander knows the money I spend is disgusting. You do not want to be me. Don't think you can compete with me. Don't be jealous of what I have. I want to help you enjoy. I'm being serious. I just want you to enjoy it. Enjoy what you do. The hobby's a lot of fun. It really is. But don't try and compete with everybody. That's not what it's about. And the beauty do of it, it is, for the love and enjoyment of it. And enjoy it and love it. Yeah. The beauty of it is that you'll have a unique collection, something that nobody else has got. Yeah. But each autograph. But you know what? Everybody could build their own unique collection yeah, too. Exactly. That's what. And yeah, love it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Everybody. You don't need. You don't have to have a ton of money for that. No. Just enjoy it. Do what you can. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Is there a, somebody's autograph, not in terms of value, but in terms of the way they sign that stands out to you, like the beauty of the signature itself, that you have a favorite kind of signature in terms yeah. of... I, you know, I, I still say Harrison Ford, <laughs> Carrie Fisher, Carrie Mark Fisher. Hamill. Yeah, especially, well, Carrie, her signature evolved. It was so uh, childlike when she started. You could see that evolution and her confidence built, you know, yeah. but... As the years went on, I still love her autograph. I mean, at the end, it got a little too sloppy for me. Yeah. But, man, when she was in her prime, especially... Think about this, though. She didn't really do a ton of shows. She wasn't on the show circuit all the time. Um, I, you know, I, unfortunately, I couldn't get as many as I wanted. I still have a lot. Um, but, you know, don't... Also, you mentioned something. Don't waste time thinking you'll get somebody next time. Don't do that. Not a good idea. We had Peter Mayhew here in March... Peter did Star Wars Celebration, and Peter's gone. 
you know, two weeks after Star Wars Celebration, he was gone. Don't say, oh, I'll do it next show. There might not be a next show. So, yeah. Certainly that was the case for me with Carrie Fisher uh, five months before she passed away uh, at Celebration in London. So I was... I did, yeah, yeah. So I was so pleased that I managed to get that, yeah, yeah. And we did have quite a funny exchange, which I won't uh, talk about because it's a bit X-rated. Uh, but uh, yeah, she was she was a real character, one of her much kind. missed, yeah, yeah. So, what's your next plans then? Uh, well, I'm going to have a drink tonight, maybe. <laughs> oh, thank your, you very much. What are your plans? <laughs> well, I'm drinking with you, apparently. Just, <laughs> uh, just look forward to the next year. I have a lot of great things going on. I obviously stay busy in the United States, too. Uh, we do a lot of shows there. Uh, the National Sports Collectors Convention is coming up, but I'm always at Comic-Cons, Boston, Toronto, which come up in August. And then also filming Pawn Stars, which is going to start taking up a huge chunk of my time starting next week. Yeah. And I'll be filming that until February. So um, if you got a chance to watch, I know we'll be doing some Star Wars items somewhere. They have to. They know I'm Star Wars. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've certainly seen you on there. And, and that, that, that again, that evolved over time, didn't it? You're now pretty constantly on there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you know, when they first started, it was just take our time. But I've done uh, about 160 episodes wow. over wow. seven seasons now. So yeah. Or seven years of filming. So it's actually quite an honor. They've done... 500 episodes I've been on over you know a quarter of them any so, particular standout moments from that well I think the best piece and if anybody ever gets a chance to watch it we did the Beatles first contract which is a fantastic piece and if anybody knows this I see you shaking your head they the Beatles signed a, a handwritten contract with Brian Epstein and he said if I get you a recording deal get you a record deal in a year we'll rip this up and make it official so they ripped it up I wish I had that <laughs> <laughs> but they made it official, and I think three of them had to have parents co-sign. I don't know if the four, I can't remember. Maybe Ringo didn't, but they had to have their parents co-sign. It's their first contract ever. Now, wow. that's the coolest thing I've probably ever seen in my life. So that was before they'd done Hamburg or anywhere. What's that? That's before they'd been to Hamburg. Oh, yeah. That's, it, it, they, they, he, Brian Epstein said, I'll prove to you I can get you a record deal. Brian, he, got him, he got him the record deal, and then they signed the contract. So I held that in my hands. We authenticated on the show. Unfortunately, the guy, I think the guy wanted like a million and a half dollars. It was crazy. So. But then there was the fake Beatles guitar, which I saw too. So yeah. That's on the flip side. That's a piece of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Thanks very much. Uh, you're, well, tonight you're going out for a drink. Star Wars Autograph Universe have a meet-up. Um, the legend will be there, I'm sure. <laughs> this guy wonders why he's hot. <laughs> Anybody see this guy? Stand up a minute. He wonders why he's hot. He's wearing sweatpants. I mean, wool socks, long sleeve shirt, and a vest. He says, oh, I'm hot. <laughs> really? Oh, okay, interesting. How about a pair of shorts? Yeah, it's a uniform. You ever try a pair of shorts? No. <laughs> but yeah, I'll be there, and uh, we have some giveaways, too. I've seen some of them, and actually, they're really good. They're not, they're not just like a, a common convention name. There's some really... If you want a chance to win uh, like a six $700 autograph, then come over there because there's going to be one. Thank you. Where is it? Well, thank you. This is, I think that's been absolutely fantastic. Thanks for uh, joining us. And uh, um, best of luck for the rest of the weekend. And Stay tuned to FanFitracks. May the force be with you. Everybody, if you're looking to get anything authenticated this weekend, Beckett are just over 
in front of the base of those stairs in the middle of the convention set over there. Yeah. <laughs> Just go and see Paul Dunn here. And don't forget to follow Fantatrax. We're available in all forms of social media. Yeah, Facebook, Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Instagram, Bebo, Friends Reunited. Oh, yes, of course. Follow Steve and Beckett Authentication online. What was your, your personal one? Uh, the real Steve Grad or Beckett Authentication. We do a lot of Instagram stuff. And actually, I've been putting a bunch of stuff up on Instagram today. So um, hope you guys get a chance to see it. We like putting new content up all the time. Thank you very much, Steve. Thank you. Thank Here for Steve Crowd, please. That's all for this special episode of Making Tracks. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Android, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Spreaker. If you want to find Fanta Tracks out there in the wild, you can find us on smart speakers such as Amazon, Alexa, Apple HomePod, Google Home, and Sonos. We're also available in your car with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto on gaming consoles and television. You can find us on Fantatrax TV, on YouTube or the Fantatrax app. And of course, you can drop onto the dedicated landing page for Fantatrax Radio on Fantatrax.com. We'll be back very soon, but for now, please guys.